Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. Today's floor plan with me, we have Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket and Brady Hawk. You can follow him at Brady Hawk 305. Both of those are their handles on Twitter. Uh, I am Greg Sylvander, as I said, and we are going to recap and discuss a pretty impressive game by the Miami Heat. So today's floor plan, the 124-98 victory in New Orleans. We're going to unpack what went right. A lot went right. Finally, this was a aesthetically pleasing game, which I feel like uh, that is something that we'll definitely want to talk about. Uh, and also just the continued emergence of BAM, the bench. So we got a lot to get into. Before we dive into that, I want to give a major shout out to our daily fantasy uh, sponsor and partner, Prize Picks. Use the code five to get your initial deposit matched up to $100. This is the time to play because there's NFL playoffs, NBA basketball. You can get college basketball. Um, you can use up to six different picks so you can choose players from all different sports up to six on the same card win up to 10 times your money you just choose over unders on stats super simple daily fantasy made easy but you got to use the code five five to get your initial deposit match up to a hundred dollars that's prize picks use the code five all right 124.98 and damn that felt good and i feel like we've needed some feel good around here um even when I think back to how listless they looked against the Lakers, 
or just the dud that was that game in Atlanta, y'all. Like for them to come out, this was a masterclass in every sense of the word. The bench was um, highly productive. Max Struess is getting 10 assists. What the hell is happening? Bam Adebayo was unbelievably effective. Um, Brady, I'll start with you because I know you got your five takeaways up. Um, this game, they set the tone early. Uh, tell the listeners what exactly the Heat did early that propelled this so that they essentially were basically playing uh, up big the whole game. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because, first of all, we got to note it. Note, this is like the first time I think <laughs> that this team was fully healthy from like one to nine. Like they had basically everybody slot into the correct spots. Uh, but walking into this game, I said kind of beforehand that I felt like the game plan should basically start and end with hero and band pick and rolls. And you can say that for every game. Like that's not a, a wild thing to say, but specifically against this drop, you have two pretty elite drop killers that you can utilize. And, and the whole goal here is to try to see if you can make the Pelicans and Valanciunas adjust. So they basically come out hero hits two floaters to start the game. And it was funny because we've seen this like in earlier matchups where bam kind of forces it, but literally after those two hero floaters, Valanciunas are defending at like the level. And then right from there, Hero makes the read, pocket pass to Bam, the help comes, and Bam just lays it in anyway over McCollum. And then they come down again. The next, literally the next play, Valanciunas is back under the rim and deep drop. Hero comes into like a mid-range pull-up and knocks it down. And it's like, okay, it seems like tonight they have counters to basically the most of the stuff the Pelicans are going to throw at them. Because it feels like they have pretty much a lot of counters for any type of drop coverage, just because they have so many different guards in obviously wings and, and a big and bam out of bio that can kind of make them pay for it. So I thought that was interesting. And then uh, I know you mentioned kind of the, the start of this game, but the interesting part of this is the Pelicans made a little bit of run in the third quarter where they started kind of, <laughs> I know every heat fan was thinking it was going to be another clutch game. <laughs> like it was literally just the perfect scenario. And I literally put out a stat earlier in the day where I said the heat are 29th and offensive rating in the second half of games. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, here we go again. Like, it's literally going to be the exact same thing. With that said, it's interesting. They got back to the hero band pick and roll. And I, there's a certain, like, shift they made, in, in, like an added layer that they put on a lot of those things where they always put Jimmy, like, in the dunker spot and they have him flip dunker spots. And it's, like, a, a thing that they always do, and it always seems like it gives them a good look. Uh, and when they were kind of in need of getting the offense back on track, that's what they did. Hero hits him and won. The next play, Hero then gets into the paint. Jimmy flips it kind of slips the ball to him and he gets another bucket and it kind of felt like they got back on track uh, offensively from there. So I felt like we could go a lot of different areas for this game, because like you said, there, there's one to nine, we could probably talk about each guy individually, but I just felt like their game plan in general, like it was one thing that the fact that they were just not really missing specifically the, the even the three point line, they were 34%. It was all inside the arc. It felt like they were just not missing and shots were just falling, but I felt like their game plan was good. And just the, the base of hero and bam, to start a game, like literally the first couple minutes of a game, Bam is eight points, Hero is five assists. If that's not the blueprint, then I don't know what is because that is those are the stats that you want to see. That's the word, blueprint. I tweeted it during the game, and I have to reference it here. Like, And I'll take 34% three-point shooter uh, shooting. Last year, I would have scoffed at that number. This year, hey, we're trending in the right direction, I I'll say. Um, but this was um, – this was the blueprint because it was basically them forcing turnovers, uh, playing unbelievably uh, good defense that was leading to offense. And then obviously you got guys like Bam 
getting busy in the mid range. That is like, he's starting to have this like signature move um, where he kind of does a little hesitation dribble and put, pulls up and shoots it. And he's like becoming automatic at it. And it's pretty unbelievable to watch. So that combined with what they're doing with Jimmy underneath the basket, Tyler getting to the basket in certain scenarios, even Max was going to the basket hard. I felt like a lot of good habits were established tonight, but bam out of bio y'all like this dude, every single night is putting it in. Um, and I think it's leading to a difference in the shot profile. Uh, and I know that because Alex is feeding us stats. So I'm going to let, I'm not going to steal his stats. I'm going to let him give you um, some of what's happening in January. Cause I think it's telling and considering what we saw tonight, it's probably a good thing. So I didn't know if I was actually going to bring this up on the show in any way. It was just something I happened to look up as we were starting the show. Cause um, I was putting out kind of the stats that I typically put out after games on went on or off the floor feed, which you guys can check out for what is it a week for free before it's uh, $3.05 per month. And, you know, and just the, the fact season. Exactly. And, you know, that's coming up, right. You should sell that more than the stats that I'm putting out. But speaking of those stats, right. Like the heat have steadily been taking, it feels like, right. At least it feels like more shots at the rim. Uh, in recent games, uh, and it feels like they have taken a little bit fewer threes. And what I noticed when I tried to um, narrow it down was in the month of January, they're actually, uh, what was it, third in frequency percentage, right, when it comes to shots taken in the mid-range. So it's just, you know, they're about uh, 12th on the season. So that has jumped up. And on the other hand, they went from about uh, – Hold on, I'm, I'm trying to pull up the stats right now. I just typed it in the chat. So they were 18th in the month of January when it comes to frequency of threes taken, right, while being seventh for the season. So uh, that's kind of been the trade-off there, and they're still about the same attempts at the rim. So I was wrong about them getting to the rim more. I think it feels like it because of Victor uh, being there. But yeah. honestly, I think that has more to do with, like, maybe the there's not that many more rim attempts being taken. But it does feel like they're getting there easier with Vic and, and also Gabe back, right? So that, that wasn't necessarily what I wanted to talk about. But when you ask it relative to Bam, it, it, he's definitely a part of that. And I think it's kind of a trend that has been happening just because, you know, they're reading and reacting to the shots that defenses are giving them, right? And I think like when you talk about Max, what he did tonight, 10 assists, one turnover, Tyler tonight, not making a single three, but still making his presence felt with his scoring and playmaking inside the arc, like that's really, and I've said this before, read and react basketball. And I just really like to see the way that those guys have progressed there. And even if, you know, um, the threes aren't falling, the heat are finding ways to win without that. And obviously the Pelicans without Zion and Ingram are not some representative playoff basketball team or anything like that. But yeah, this win where they they're kind of in control and, blowing them out for most of the game is is rare. So it's just good to see the team kind of showing you the vision of what they're supposed to be on offense with all the different ways that they can get to stuff, whether it's, you know, Jimmy mismatches, Jimmy's getting to the rim, Tyler Bam pick and roll, you know, what Depot and Gabe and Kyle can do for you as, you know, as ball handlers, right? It just shows you that maybe they're more versatile offensively, right? Even though the shooting hasn't been lethal whatsoever, right? So it's just there's definitely some positives that showed themselves in this game. I think that are kind of, that have been trending throughout the season. 
Yeah, it looked it looked a hell of a lot better than in Atlanta. I mean, like they had seventy dropped on them in Atlanta, and then they dropped seventy tonight. I think like that's a micro cause. They're so comfy against the drop of this season, right? It's just um. Yeah, let's see. Let, let's make sure the playoff matchup as they are creeping closer to the sixth seed. I don't have any up, but we're vying for uh, jumping up into the sixth spot as the action was playing out as we're recording this show. Uh, I also want to make sure that I go ahead and clean up and let you guys know that I did um, not set Alex up for success through that last transition. He posted stats in the chat that were not re relevant to where we were going. And I, that is on me as the host, not a, on him as uh, the co-host. So uh, that's how the sausage is made on five on the floor uh, going on to the bench. Um, that is where we're going to go next because that's the ODM performance solution of the night. The bench was key 49 points from the bench. Team building is hard. Ask Miami. It hasn't been easy throughout this year navigating this. Ask Sacramento. Ask base. There's a lot of teams that feel like team building is hard right now. Well, ODM Performance Solutions can help you build a winning team and keep it together. If you're looking to fill the, any important role at your company, ODM Performance Solutions can help you find C-suite level leadership, sales rainmakers, plus management and operational support staff. Find out more, check out odmpsi.com or give them a call at 954-434-0634. Again, that's ODM Performance Solutions, odmpsi.com, 954-434-0634. And yeah, the ODM Performance Solution is the damn bench, Brady. Like, I don't even know what to say about Max Struess's 10 assists. Um, I think we need to give Gabe Vincent some, some game ball. Uh, a game ball and some flowers. Um, Gabe and Max, what what did you like most from each of them tonight? Yeah, it's not normal. The fact that the I think it was the first Milwaukee game. Max is a double double with ten boards, and then he comes back and has a double 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 with ten assists. It's just not it does not make much sense. But I was looking at it, kind of the I think six of his ten assists were to Gabe and Caleb, just three and three each which would mean, pretty much meant there was a lot of like extra swings and it was a night where they were kind of just hitting shots. So it was just helpful in that way, but it still just kind of shows the activity, the ball movement, uh, not only with max, but I was like 37 assists tonight on 50 made field goals. It was a, that, I think it was, I don't know if it was the last Milwaukee game or the first one. They Wait, won the game that too, but they won the game in that one Milwaukee game where I felt like the, the blueprint was off because the assisted numbers were like totally down. And it was like, that is not Miami style. They come out in this game, and specifically, the, and to your point with the bench, like they were moving, the ball was moving, there was like the guys sliding off the ball, and that's where I get into Gabe Vincent a little bit more because kind of the downfall, and this is where we were talking about on many podcasts in the past, but his kind of spot-up shooting numbers have been very bad this season, specifically kind of around the injury time. Over this past week or so, like we've seen a real jump, and I feel like that shifts so many things for this team. Like not only the fact they can, they'll take any three-point shooter that's hitting shots right now. Like, that, that's kind of the bare minimum. But there's, that kind of leads to lineup versatility where they can put them into different spots. They can move them off the ball next to Depot and Tyler. It's just an easier fit. The fact uh, off the basketball stuff, the fact that he can just hit every single buzzer beater no matter what, from it just makes no sense. To find, the fact that they just find him and he's just able to get these shots up is just wild. Uh, but the bench is, is – this, like I said before, like they everybody kind of slotted into their own spot now, 
where they're healthy and kind of guys got back. So now it's kind of an idea of what they would get to. I was curious if they were going to go 10 tonight because I just nine still feels weird to me in a, in a year where you, nobody can stay healthy. Like just like keep going. Nine feels weird. Even though I know Spo loves going nine. I thought Highsmith would kind of fit into that 10. Uh, and the other guy, Orlando Robinson, like I feel like he just deserves a lot of credit for the stuff he's doing. And I know we constantly, everybody's always talking about acquisitions and trade acquisitions and rightfully so this team needs moves as we talk about often, but like Orlando Robinson deserves credit for the fact that he just plays his role so well. Like he really does. Like he's so solid. Uh, the only downfall before I get into the, the better stuff is the only downfall. He has five fouls tonight. It feels like that could be problematic at times because He's always just kind of getting those fouls. He kind of gets up in the air. He kind of puts his arms down. Like, did you see? I I don't mean to interrupt you, but I have to. Did you guys see CJ McCollum get pissed at at him for grabbing the rebound? He was almost <laughs> on some like, this is Wednesday. This is a Wednesday in January. Can you calm down, young buck? Like, get off my back. You could see frustration <laughs> there. Continue on. Sorry to interrupt. That's that's a very heat moment. Like, that's just like. And the fact that he just like got up and went about his business, like that's exactly how I feel like he plays basketball. Like he, everything is just so like, just by the rules, just does what he's supposed to do. He has good touch around the rim. He's available on the roll. Uh, he's been, you know, decent on defensive rebounding. He's, he's gotten offensive boards. Like he's done a lot of things well. Uh, and look, th- this is not the best. <laughs> this isn't a good night to look at plus minus, but Hey, plus 10, like we, we know there's certain bigs that have played this season where they win by 20 and they would, somehow find a way to be around zero or in the negative. So the fact that he's just been solid enough uh, as a good sign, like you gave off ball shooting, I think Max kind of coming into form a little bit. I know four of 10 from three, the 10 assists, and they're kind of just finding different things, but it still comes back to the fact. And I know I just touched on the three guys and not the fourth guy, Victor Oladipo. This wasn't like a big depot game. I wouldn't say like even the numbers wouldn't really show it. Uh, Seven points, four assists, five boards. But, like, he's st- there's so much control with him, it feels like. And I feel like the, the most interesting part was, like, they, they went to, uh, I think it was the second quarter, they got, like, a pretty good look at, like, the, the Lowry Hero, Depot, Jimmy Bam lineup. Forcing it, turnovers. It, forcing turnovers, and it flows in the half court, which nobody would have thought in the, in the offseason because everybody would say, like, on paper, oh, well, if Jimmy and, and Depot are, are kind of standing off the ball and Tyler has the ball in his hands, how is it going to work? Like, they're moving, the ball is moving, there's, like, there's more than one option where it's like every time down the floor, they don't get to the same thing, like getting to different things constantly. Uh, so I think that's promising. It's not really, I don't really care about the bare numbers tonight, which last game, we didn't talk a lot about bare numbers just because of the game, what, what happened in that game. The fact that last game, Depot had 10 assists and zero turnovers, as I said today, like should not have like just went under the radar. Like for, for a guy like him, just doing that is just so helpful for this team. So we know about the defensive stuff. Uh, but the offensive stuff was something to mention. And the last thing I'm going to throw in, because it has nothing to do with the bench, this is a really good defensive game for Tyler, specifically that opening quarter. Like he was, he was just a, a lot of the time it was kind of steals were finding him, but man, he was like everywhere defensively on and off the ball. So, so credit to him tonight. Yeah, no, it was an all around. It was as connected as they've looked in quite some time. This is the disposition we expected from this team. You talk about acquisitions and Orlando Robinson and how he's playing. If this team looks like this, they really are one move away from from being a contender. But that's the thing. Like we haven't seen the consistency. So I think that's like what we need to think 
what we need to see next is can you sustain this for any level of time and can you build any momentum? So we're going to talk about if that's viable and look ahead a little bit before we do uh, shouting out one more sponsor. Um, the heat brought the defense tonight. They forced 18 turnovers. Um, so their defense was not leaky at all. But if you have a water leak and can't find where it's coming from or dealing with water or mold damage in your home or business, you know who to call Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-579-0356. Over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, and their team are prepared to handle any type of leak detection issue 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. After the leaks located and repaired, Water Cleanup of Florida will then clean dry and restore the damaged area. They do all of it start to finish. They're a fully licensed, insured and certified one-stop shop. Service areas include Miami, Broward and Palm Beach County. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell, 954-579-0356. Again, that's wcufl.com, Water Cleanup of Florida. Call Michael, 954-579-0356. If you have the schmutz, they got the guts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Miami Heat. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. 
Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Does this team have the guts to actually give us hope? Are we going to start hope trafficking, Alex? Is that where we're going? because I'm seeing signs of life. Now, they're not coming in succession in terms of like that it's game over, game over, game, but things are slowly getting better. They're healthier. Transaction season is upon us. I believe that there is a move to be made of some kind. I'm feeling better about things. Am I just a heat optimist at this point? Or what do you think, I guess, to give you a real question to answer, what is the biggest key for them to make this become a momentum builder, this, this type of game where they look this good? That's actually still tough because it, it feels like trying to hone in on one thing for this team other than just going with the easy answer, right, which is shooting. Like we – and, you know, Brady again pointed it out on Twitter the other day just like just how steep that drop-off has been specifically in their catch-and-shoot, right, because they've actually been decent – uh, with their pull-up threes, right? So, you know, which is cool, right? That's helpful specifically against the drop. And I think part of why they feel comfy against it, their guys just know how to get good, create good looks out of there. But their catch-and-shoot three-point percentage going from elite to literally bottom of the league. It's just hard to get over that and pick something else as the bigger key. Because, like, you can say they're small, but they, they do a pretty good job considering the, the roster construction playing above their head and not getting destroyed on the boards or anything like that that signifies size being this like huge hole which i still think it's more of a problem for like when you when you're considering playoff matchups versus the best east teams i think that's when size becomes really an issue right when you have to play against one team um five six seven straight times and they can um really take advantage of the holes in your roster but like for this team i just think other than making a move, which I still think they, they could do, right? Like, I, I still think they could improve their shooting, improve their front court a little bit. I think on the court, like, they've really figured things out this season. And we've seen how they have kind of transitioned Kyle into being more of an off-ball player, whereas last season he was on the ball a lot more, would still run a lot of the plays. You know, there was a lot of bam, Kyle pick and roll. We're not seeing it as much this season. And they've kind of 
moved over to more looks for Depot, more, more looks for Tyler, obviously more looks for Bam. Jimmy can still do what he does, but he doesn't need to turn it up, you know? So, like, they figured out how to accommodate more of the guys in the rotation, and it feels like they have more that they can do now in the playoffs when you're talking about offensively. The only thing is that their shooting is just falling off a cliff. So other than trying to upgrade that um, at the deadline, I really like what they're doing, man. Like, I think they figured out the rotation a little bit. Um, having Gabe and Depot back for this t- time, you know, the emergence of Orlando Robinson, I think those three things have just been huge because it's really helped the bench. And those bench units were really getting killed in the beginning of the season. That's kind of you know, turned around a little bit. And that's why I just think it's more like, even though they regressed from last season to this season, they have, it's gone better. It, it, like the, the growth hasn't been linear this season, I think is the way to put it, right? Like they got worse, but ever since they got worse, they've gotten better. It just hasn't been all at once. Like it looks like they're getting better than they'll have one or two bad losses. And then it's kind of, we, we, we keep going back in that same cycle, but I do think things are better than they were. I completely understand what you're saying. I know that it's hard to articulate because this team has just been hard to get a gauge on. Uh, but I completely understand what you mean by not knowing if this is the moment that they're turning a corner or if they're going to fall backwards. Um, they're in Dallas next. I think Luca will be playing. Uh, Brady, since you and, and Coach Spo have such uh, – great interactions um pre and post game if you were spolstra and you're game planning for luca on friday night uh what what's your game plan who's starting out on him what how, how are they defending him uh let's talk luke let's end the show talking about what they're going to do uh, uh against luca yeah it's funny because you watch the way that they every team defends Luca and they just like throw three defenders at him and just basically say, if the other guys beat you, whatever. Uh, but if I'm Miami, I know everybody hates to hear this term because it's like led to many problems in the past, but like, I just would switch absolutely everything uh, and just try to flatten them out as much as possible. On every screen they try to bring, I would switch Bam onto him and try to take him out of the gameplay as much as possible uh, and just kind of put different matchups on him. Keep sending, sending two at him and just kind of hope that your rotations are Chris. Uh, because it just sees I've, I've watched a lot of those, those Dallas matchups where like they're just basically praying that Reggie Bullock and, and a lot of these uh, Dorian Finney-Smith just hit a bunch of shots that after they double him. So that's kind of the position that you want to Miami to be in. And there's a lot of focus on rebounding and kind of pushing pace in that way because they're going to Luke is going to slow things down. But if like if they start missing shots, you can kind of create a run like that against them. So I guess in terms of matchups, it really comes down to. I think we all want to see Luca versus Bam. <laughs> like, I think I'm kind of greedy in the fact that I want to switch everything just because I want to see them go one-on-one a ton. Like, that is just elite play to watch just go back and forth. So, I honestly expect to see it a little bit. I expect to see, I guess, different matchups like, obviously, Jimmy, maybe some Depot. Uh, and, obviously, he's going to try to hunt like every other team does, like some of their weaker defenders. But the difference between other teams hunting their weaker defenders is, like, you can kind of bounce off and recover because if say he makes an incredible pass, like I keep saying, they'll just give up the shot at worst case scenario. So you're not going to see like a ton of uh, weak defender on Luca, like insert whatever defender you'd like to think about, but whatever that guy is, you're not going to see a lot. So it's an interesting matchup. It just comes down to just, I guess the way things fall for the role players on Dallas's side. 
Alex, am I an old man for maybe even requesting a box in one kind of situation where Bam follows Luca, face guards Luca, and 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 that's how we handle this? Uh, you've put some things in the chat here that I think are worth mentioning before we close on what they may be able to do against Luca as well. Um, so I'll I'll let you uh, end the show with that, and we'll we'll probably circle back to Dallas before uh, Friday because we have a show to do um, tomorrow as well. But uh, let's close on on your thoughts on the. Dallas Mavericks and, and defending Luca. It's going to be interesting to see what Spo does versus Luca because we've seen a lot of uh, zoning and blitzing this season, specifically um, with the bench units, right? Not only, but you know, it, it feels like a lot of blitzing when Orlando Robinson and they were doing it with Deadman too for some reason uh, was on the floor. But um, obviously, we've seen a lot of zone this year, and that's kind of been part of their base along with their actual base, which is the switching, which, of course, we're going to see more of. So I'm interested to see if Spo is going to continue to kind of deploy the zoning and, and the switching versus Luca. Um, I think that would be very ballsy, but not even just I'm, I'm very I'm, I'm, I'm of the mind that switching it up and mixing up multiple defensive coverages versus elite playmakers like a Luca, like a Jokic. You know, LeBron, guys like that who know how to pick apart every defense in the book is the best way to do it. So I'm with Brady on on specifically starting off with, with switching everything. You just want to make sure that there's no easy advantages created and just kind of betting that the other guys are not going to kill you, which we know the Heat are more than fine kind of giving up those open threes if they're um, kind of stifling that penetration and, and the, the shot creation that Luka gives you. So going to see a lot of uh, you know two to the ball but wondering if Spo you know if Spo has one of those playoff matchup type of games where he he he's doing something that he hasn't done throughout the regular season like he, if he goes away from the zoning and blitzing if you know what I mean like I, I want to see where Spo's head is at or if that's just something that we're going to see in the playoffs only because I feel like we've seen a little bit more of that where like he'll switch up a game plan it's like small like one or two little things yeah you'll hedge and recover Adding certain rankings, players yeah selective switching it feels like the, the kind of intricate stuff that he saves for the playoffs we've seen him more this season so interested to see how he treats luca yeah and Dal dallas has lost um what is it now one two three four five five of six y'all uh they've lost three straight lost to atlanta tonight 130 to 122 so um they're due for a victory uh it is um, going to be an interesting matchup, but I think it's another game that the Heat can win. So uh, interested to see how that plays out. We will have you covered for that game. Uh, again, thank you to Prize Picks, ODM, PSI, and Water Cleanup of Florida. Ethan will be back covering the rest of the week. Thank you for joining us. And uh, we're just happy that we got to recap a Heat win that looked pretty too. It's fun to do both sometimes. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.